Welcome back to another episode of the Mixed Witches Podcast. Oh, I don't have any clever anything clever to say this time either. Well, it, it comes and goes. Nope. Nope. It's my birthday. Is it? Is it this week? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, you're right. The day this episode comes out, it will be my birthday. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't realize. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was like... you didn't forget my birthday. I didn't. It's just the fact I didn't it's think that forget. it's that far. Like, it's closer than I, I thought it was. And, and how do you think I feel? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a 23-year-old bitch. Oh. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Uh, You're right. You're right. What? What? Sorry, hold on. I got. I, no, I just read something dumb. Oh, okay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, twenty-three, bro. Wow. That's not that old, but like, I didn't feel like I would. It, like, it feels like it came up in like two seconds. Right. Obviously, people listening to this, if you're older than 23, you're like, you're a baby. I know, but, like, it didn't feel, like, it feels like it shouldn't be here yet. It's like how I'll be a quarter of a century this time around. Ew. <laughs> right? We're old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's important to acknowledge, like, obviously it's not old, but when, like I say, it's like, we're old, it's remembering being like 14 and thinking like because it would be a decade later it's like it just feels like it's like bro what how am i already here yeah turning 10 and feeling not 10 turning 15 and feeling like like the years just drag on like so high school will never like, end when i turn 18 i'm gonna do this and when i turn 19 and when i turn 21 i'm gonna do this and like you can't help but think that way yeah I'm 23 and then what who? What? Ew. Me? No, fam. <laughs> Look, yeah. I've already started telling people. I know this episode comes out on my birthday, but this is before then. I've already started saying, oh, I'm 23. That even feels weird. Like, it's like, what? <laughs> I know. When I turned 23, it, like, took me forever to actually, like, reconcile with the fact. I kept trying trying to say 22, and I was like, wait, no. I'm not 22 anymore. I'm 23. <laughs> The fuck? It's already too much saying that by the time your three years are up, you're almost going to be 30. Oh, I know. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to be 25, and that's already too much. I can't, that's only two years from now, basically, but like, I already cannot see what, who is that, who is that going to be? Right. Who is she? 
Imagine. <laughs> imagine your 18 year, year old self looking at you now, and they're like, "Who the fuck is that?" She'd be like, "Why the? I became a witch." Hello. No. <laughs> I was an atheist at 18, so she's gonna be concerned. She's gonna be like, "Who the fuck are you?" She's gonna be very. No, seriously, she's gonna be confused. She'll be happy I got a tattoo, though. Fair enough. Ugh. Bro, I can't even imagine. I know it's 23. Like, I can't even imagine myself at 30. That's seven years from now, but that still, that feels like lifetime from now. Yeah. Oh, God. There, I have so many hopes and dreams for when I turn 30. <laughs> Girl. And I'm, like, imagining, like, if by then, like, if by then I'm married, that's going to be weird. Like, I can't see that. That's what I want, but I can't see it. Right. That feels so far away. Yeah, I think... it Because, like, we don't have anybody right now. But the hope is there to be married by 30. But at the same time, it's like... For me, at least, I want to have, like, a long engagement and a long relationship. And then That's get married. my dad. It's like... I'm like, I don't want to get married today. But my anxiety is, like, personally, I know... I don't want to get into the societal implications and some of y'all that are going to listen to this that may be feminist, maybe being like, eh, you don't have to get married at 30. I know. I'm saying I want to. Right. And I'm saying that's only seven years from now and I would like to be in a relationship way before then. That's only, okay, I know it's a long time, but seven years is also like nothing. It's like a blink. Just last year, like, 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 just, I, just a couple of years ago, you were coming to live down in San Diego with me, and then now I'm over here in Japan, and how, you're back home. Like, what the fuck? How? How? That felt like yesterday. <laughs> Literally. Like, what the fuck is going on? This has felt like a weird vacation. Like, I'm almost going to go back. Right? Like you're, just like, you're, like, waiting for me. <laughs> like, that's why it, feel, it feels like it's yesterday. Ugh. <sighs> But, like, I'm thinking, like, in seven years I'm going to be 30. And think of, like, seven years in a relationship is not, is a long time, but it's not that long. Right. Because you spend, like, your first whole year learning each other. Right. And then, not only do you have to date, but then it's, like, then you would get engaged to then be married. It's almost like, I feel like the clock is ticking. No. (laughs) Yeah. It's stressful. And it's only... Just to reiterate, it's only because I actually want to get to know the person and I don't want to rush. Yeah. It seems like an ample amount of time to date somebody for enough time to maybe marry them. But that's only provided that you meet somebody like today. (laughs) Because if I meet somebody today and then we date and then a year goes by and that's not the one, that's one less year. Bro, you're you're stressing me out. <laughs> like I can feel the anxiety building. Okay. Because it's the funny thing of we were just talking about energies, and obviously we don't have to get into feminism. And it's not not feminist to want to get married, but it's only because I really do want to get married. I don't know about the kid part, but I do want to get married. I've accepted that. That's not. That's okay to say. See, and I'm kind of on the, like, on the flip side. Like, I know I want to have kids, 
But I could take or leave the marriage. I just want to have somebody at the end of the day. That's fine. Like, having a relationship is the important part for me. And if we get married or don't get married, that that's whatever. I feel like, especially last episode, us talking about our energies. I feel like that's what I grappled with. Me being very yin, I felt like I've always known I want to get married. I want to have a life partner. I want to be a wife. I know that. But there's a part of me that, like, the, the more masculine energy, especially because we live in a masculine society, has always told me that's not okay. That's very 1950s. You're not supposed to want that anymore. Right. I've accepted that's what I want. Right, which was, so. like, the whole reason when I was a teenager that I was, like, no, fuck being feminine, fuck all this, like, my yin energy was cowering in the corner instead. Right. <laughs> Wait. But, like... Do I want to be a woman that has a career and has a life? Yes. Does that mean I'm not allowed to get married? No. So. So. I've accepted. I want to get married. (laughs) Where are they at? We've been accepting stuff recently. And that's the important part. (laughs) Yeah. There's no cute song for 23. Taylor Swift has 22. I was singing it the whole day. There's no cute (laughs) song for 23. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 23. There's no song for that. <laughs> it's because it doesn't rhyme with anything. I know. What do you have to talk about? I am... <laughs> I'm going to be talking about opening the third eye. Because we've done the third eye chakra before. What? Yeah. I said, girl, because mine's closed. <laughs> So, yeah, because we've done the third eye chakra before, and um, so you'll remember that it's the seat of our intuition, self-realization, awareness, transcendence, imagination, dreams, clarity, and connection. It's the, the first chakra that transcends between humanity and spirituality. I think it's pretty obvious of why you might want to open your third chakra third eye chakra, but I can also understand why you would not want to open slash unblock your third eye chakra, because it can be scary. Stuff that you don't understand, stuff like seeing past the veil, like having very vivid, lucid dreams, that I understand that stuff can be scary. It's fucking terrifying when it happens to me hey, sometimes. Guides. Oh my god. The fucking two old spirits just chilling. Standing in the middle of my room like a bunch of creeps. Yes. The little... Oh, I never told you about the little fuzz balls. Oh, my God. So, before I continue on, the there was a night. I, I don't remember how long ago it was. It wasn't too long ago. It was, like, two, maybe two weeks ago. And I woke up in the middle of the night thinking there was little fuzzy creatures crawling on me. And not in a bad way. They weren't there to hurt me. They kind of reminded me of, like, insects. You know, um, the way that, kind of like Skeeter Eaters, but more leg and less body. (laughs) Another way to, like, describe that is, um, you know, the little soot sprites in... I was thinking that. Yeah, kind of like that, but they were more, like, filamenty. Like, they had... Um, they weren't so dense and their little legs were super, super thin and just kind of like feather light. 
and stuff, and there was a lot less of them. Anyways, so I woke up one night thinking that there was bugs on me, and I opened my eyes to see these, these like, climbing up my arm, like, my, my side, because I was laying on my side, climbing up my side, and... Like, I wasn't freaked out by them, but at the same time, I was like, you're not supposed to, like, I, I just started pushing them off. I was like, come on, guys, get off. I don't want any bugs on me today. <laughs> Did, like, I get it. It can be scary. That's, that's not one of the scarier ones. I have had really scary, like, woken up thinking I'm covered in fucking insects. But that was one of the non-scary ones. But it can be scary, so I understand why you wouldn't want to open your third eye. On top of that, like we were talking about last episode, it, it can get out of balance, which means it can be overactive, underactive, closed, blocked off, like all these different things. So you still have to work at keeping it open. It's not going to forever just it's not going to forever stay open. You do have to work at it. But or it has levels of being open and closed because you can still be working with your intuition, but not see past anything else but your intuition. You know? Does that make sense? I feel like that makes sense. So, some signs that you have an unbalanced and or blocked third eye chakra. Is that's kind of where you have to start to open your third eye. Um, you are negative all fucking day. Kind of like a glass half empty kind of person. You have difficulty hearing or understanding your intuition. You become clumsy, so you start knocking into things. Uh, you're forgetful and you have difficulty concentrating. Your insomnia goes up and you start having restless nights. Your thoughts are cloudy or scattered. It's hard to kind of focus on them. You struggle to connect with your subconscious. You start having eyesight problems or ear and hearing problems, all as well as sinus problems. Like, your whole face just gets fucked up from this. <laughs> because your third eye is between your eyebrows. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Some of those symptoms were also symptoms of having overactive yang energy. Yeah. It's so weird how every... Like, I, I later on, there's going to be a lot more that I talk about. But it makes sense. They all kind of, like, coincide... Which oh, it's almost like your third eye is your intuition and you never gain. You know, almost, you know. Or, you know. <laughs> you know, you know, it's almost, you know. But it's like me and Ryan were talking about earlier where it's hard to kind of pinpoint stuff sometimes because so much stuff intersects. So you kind of have to yeah. look at a bunch of different sources and, okay, a lot of these traits interact with me but this one major one is not something that is part of me. But this thing over here, all of these traits are stuff that I exhibit. So I think I'm more in this thing and not this thing over here. It's kind of like when you're trying to diagnose a mental illness. <laughs> so many things coincide with each other, but not everything is the same thing. Yeah. Speaking of... Oh, yeah. Speaking of mental illnesses, you can exhibit ADHD or ADD-like symptoms. Not saying you have ADD or ADHD, but you might exhibit characteristics of having it. 
you get headaches, which this is going to get annoying later on when I talk about something else. You get headaches. Uh, you're, you start being paranoid, self-absorbed. You won't look for help or guidance. <coughs> Kotsky. Um, <laughs> you, have a, you, la- you lack an understanding of your purpose, which, hello, me and you have been struggling and asking and trying to figure out our life purpose. You're irresponsible, domineering, or arrogant, and you have anxiety. Bro, I just have anxiety. <laughs> right? <laughs> Your anxiety just shoots straight through the roof, and you're like, what happened? Spirit's like, what happened was... See, what happened was... <laughs> this was a mistake. I didn't mean to do this. All right. <laughs> so, some ways to unblock or open your third eye. Now, I'm going to talk about these, and some of them I'm going to sound like I don't believe, probably because I'm skeptical. I am going to be honest, I'm slightly skeptical about these ways to do this, but I did see them on multiple sites, so I'm going to talk about them. Speaking of which, I didn't say where I got my information from, so before I go into that, uh, I got all my information from from subconsciousservant.com and healthandspirit.com. .co. I lied, not com. .co. Healthandspirit.co. They're not going to come for you. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to come get you. (laughs) So back to what I was talking about. Ways to unblock and open. Uh, You can use crystals such as labradorite or quartz or amethyst. Those are all great ones to sleep around. Also, lapis lazuli. You can put them on like your bedside and it'll help you have vivid dreams. But sometimes for some people, the crystals are just too loud to have them in their bedroom. So you might not be able to do that. Girl, I'm not the biggest crystal person, but I love me an amethyst. That's a good, it's a good one. I love me a labradorite. It's one of my I haven't gotten mine to do anything yet, but... <laughs> oh, I've just been keeping them on my bedside table, and, like, I have dreams almost nightly now. Some of them are really fucking that's annoying. My amethyst, that's... Mm. So, I will try everything else, but amethyst... Amethyst always works. <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes I have really annoying dreams. Sometimes I have good dreams, like last night. Though I did get, like, there was a part of the dream where this guy was feeding my dog something. He was just giving my dog something. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? You're going to make my fucking dog sick. Stop feeding him. Like, you, this is not your dog. Don't fucking feed him what whatever you think you're feeding him. And he was like, oh, calm down. It's not that bad. It's just blah, whatever he was feeding him. And I was like, I don't care. Don't fucking touch my dog. It wasn't even my dog. I was looking after the dog. But point stands. Like, you shouldn't be feeding other people's dogs food this is not your place anyway that's off topic that's the only annoying part about last night's dream the rest of it was great i was cuddling the whole dream wow i didn't dream oh i think it was one of those sleeps where i was just out oh yeah (laughs) one of those like black exhaustion sleeps yeah moving on 
You can also <laughs> meditate, which meditation apparently is the answer to all. <laughs> Feeling down? Meditate. Want to open your third eye? Meditate. Anyway. Meditation has not cured my depression yet. Uh, no. But it is, I, sounded like a joke, but, like, meditation does do a lot. I'm just not good at it. I normally use it for, like, my anxiety, to be honest. When I'm not grounded, I just sit there and breathe. I struggle with that. <laughs> I don't really meditate, but I sit there and breathe. Like, you need to chill out. You need some deep breathing exercises, my dude. <laughs> you can also use aromatherapy with different essential oils, which I didn't write down, but aromatherapy. <laughs> I think lavender. I'll tell you that, lavender. You can also eat purple foods or drink purple drinks. Ryan did mention this when she did her third eye chakra stuff yes. so I'm not going to go into the foods you can eat this has already been covered <laughs> go listen to the third eye chakra episode <laughs> um, because of its link to the pineal gland which is a gland in your head and it regulates <laughs> it regulates your melatonin levels so it makes sense why you're like when your third eye is closed you have insomnia because your melatonin levels are all fucked up so it it regulates your melatonin levels and many sites will tell you to stop using fluoride so this is where i start getting skeptical yeah this is where i start getting skeptical because it tells you to stop using fluoride because this contributes to the calcification of the pineal gland. Unfortunately, for me, because I'm still skeptical even though I have evidence, there's uh, actual studies and science behind this phenomenon. Like, I don't understand how it works or why it works, but the pineal gland can calcify and fluoride that helps that along. But um, honestly, you're not going to see me stop using fluoride toothpaste. Sorry, spirit guides, but I like my teeth. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I don't know. You know what makes me skeptical? I don't believe a whole bunch of witches are not using regular toothpaste. That too. I believe some of them are, obviously. Not uh, all of them? Like, yeah. No. And they're still witches, right? So no. That's what I feel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, fluoride has some really important uses, mainly strengthening your teeth. It's good for your teeth. I mean, we do know it is a poison. I mean, but yeah. But a lot of things can be poisons in certain doses. Right. Right. You know, you can overdose on literally anything. You can drink too much water and still die. So, just food for thought. <laughs> So an alternate I saw on this site was uh, you can use activated charcoal toothpaste. And they said they uh, it took them a while to get used to it because the charcoal was black. So, you know, imagine, imagine foaming up your mouth and you just have black dripping out your lips. It's a little weird. I have, <laughs> I, I have also used activated charcoal toothpaste. 
Um, I'm not a fan. I just, yeah, I'm not a fan either, although I will say I thought I wasn't going to like the taste, but I got over it. Yeah, it was alright. But I, I, I don't and uh, <laughs> this was said as a substitute for fluoridated toothpaste, but I really don't know if it has the same benefit for your teeth that fluoride does. Um, yeah. The other thing was they said to drink purified water versus tap water. Obviously, not all of us have that option, but... That's, that's something they said. A different thing you can do instead of cutting fluoride out of your diet <laughs> is you can add honey to your diet. Specifically, specifically raw organic honey, which I did an episode on honey. You did. We, we, like, we know a lot about honey. There's so many benefits to honey. So even if it doesn't help you open your third eye, you'll at least get some good health out of it. So it's good for your health, it's good for your immune system, and it's good for your energy levels. But it is, uh, it apparently helps activate your pineal gland, so my guess is it helps counteract that calcification process that happens as we age. You know, I did feel pretty magical when we were buying all that honey. Right? I haven't had honey in a while. I haven't either. I haven't been drinking tea. Maybe that's what my problem is. I have been drinking tea, but I've been putting... I haven't actually been putting anything, to be honest. But... Hmm. Hmm. Why hmm. full of honey a day. Uh, <laughs> another... Know I know it's all about, like, raw organic honey, but we all know that that ain't good and come by. Just buy some honey. I love y'all. <laughs> If you don't have, you can afford to do that. That's okay. Just eat the honey. Just eat the honey. Honey's good for you. Period. Go to Walmart and get some honey. And one day you will be able to get really good shit. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, I like the different. Like I like honeys where they say, not to get on the honey soapbox, but I like <laughs> they say like what what kind of flowers the bees were were. Oh, were around. Yeah. <laughs> Wildflowers. Wildflowers or this flower, that flower. It's like, yeah. It is interesting because I don't remember if we had lavender honey together, but I've definitely had lavender honey, and you can definitely taste the lavender in the lavender honey. Or you, you, you sitting there infusing all the honeys. You can infuse your honey. Oh my God, y'all. You can put, you can infuse your honey. <laughs> yeah. We did talk about that too. <laughs> There's this is not the honey episode. That the, already happened. Yeah, this okay. is not the honey episode. <laughs> I want to say... Nope, this isn't the last thing. <laughs> the next thing is uh, to cut toxins from your diet. So, honestly, if you're witchy like us and you have the means, you probably have already started trying to... Um, cut out like massive amounts of chemicals from your food diet. So like processed foods, you tried to go more towards like fresh veggies and fruits and stuff like that. If you have the means, some of us don't have the means, but that's one of the things is to uh, try to start eating healthier 
less pesticides, less chemicals, less processed foods. I know I feel better when I start eating healthier, but I definitely have not been because I I haven't had the means to because college. (laughs) Well, what I will say is when we say healthier, obviously on the spectrum of cannot afford is organic stuff. But even then, like, because I'm not, listen, we don't even have to get on that soapbox. But I will say, you know what you could do? (laughs) Stop eating McDonald's. Yeah. Basically what I mean. You don't necessarily, well, I mean, I do mean, like, you don't necessarily have to buy the healthiest stuff. Middle of the way is good. Like, like, what I mean is, we didn't necessarily buy organic, but we ate a lot of, like, rice and veggies. Like, we weren't going out of our way to analyze the labels of stuff, but we also didn't eat out that much. Yeah. I eat out so much now. (laughs) Me too. But, like, that to me is the middle. We're not, you don't necessarily have to break the bank, but please try to, like, I don't know, eat some rice. (laughs) A little bit will go a long way. I'll just say that. (laughs) Maybe don't buy ranch. Maybe get a different dressing. You know, love your body. (laughs) Saying, saying as I'm sitting here thinking about my ranch and how I'm never going to give it up. (laughs) Well, I just, I'm just an example. You don't have to give up ranch. I I know. Or also stop hurting yourself. I don't know how many times I need to stop eating dairy and I won't. My body keeps saying, girl. (laughs) Girl, you can't handle it. And you're like, I don't care. You don't do that. And I'm like, well, bro. (laughs) But I want to. Listen to your body. How about that? (laughs) How about it? Oh, God. I have, I started to break out a lot because I'm eating a lot of nuggets. My body's like, please. Please stop. (laughs) Please. Just no. Put the McNugget down. I, too, struggle with healthy eating. So. (laughs) Uh, The next thing not related to food, is you can sing, hum, or chant using things like singing bowls or mantras. I sing all the fucking time. Is it's The title for this one was Vibrate Your Head. So. Oh. <laughs> and then the explanation was sing, hum, or chant. So take that as you will. I'm going to just continue to sing like I usually do. Vibrate your head, you guys. <laughs> um, also, go outside. Stop sitting indoors. Uh, go outside for some natural sunlight for about 20 minutes a day. And this is good for not only fighting depression and sleeping better, but good for your head. <laughs> Go outside and like watch the sunset or sunrise. Just just go go take a walk. Please go get some vitamin D. Get some vitamin D. It's good for you. <laughs> I had a dirty joke. I'm gonna keep it to myself. <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> we did it last episode, we're gonna have to do it this episode too. <laughs> Practice mindfulness and Use, you can use essential oils, which I mentioned aromatherapy. So using essential oils such as lavender, rosemary, frankincense, and palo santo. All right. So what are some signs that your third eye might be opening? 
because maybe all those signs didn't sound right for a blocked one, but maybe some of them hit. Here's some that it is opening. You'll feel a slight pressure between your eyebrows, which by the way, is fucking annoying. It feels like I've got my eyebrows furrowed at all times, but then I'll go and like rub between my eyebrows and that I'm not, I'm not furrowing my brow, but it'll feel like it. At least that's what it feels like to me. It's kind of like a tightness between your, between your caterpillars. <laughs> and you'll remember I said headaches. You'll get headaches for a blocked chakra, blocked third eye chakra. You will also start getting headaches if your third eye is opening. Specifically centered around your eyebrow, brow area. You're in, you'll have increased intuition, so your intuition will get better. Thank God for that. <laughs> you'll start being able to... What they said was telepathic abilities. What I took it as was you'll become more empathetic. So you'll be able to tell what somebody's feeling without them having to tell you that they're feeling the thing. Uh, your clairvoyance might increase if you are somebody who has clairvoyance. If you have that, you you might have clairaudience, you might have clairsentience. Your clair something or other will start to increase. You'll start having frequent lucid and vivid dreams. Uh, you'll be, like I said, you'll, uh, hold on. <laughs> you might become more conscious of what you eat because the vibrations that you put into your body can become the vibrations that you put out of your body, if you know what I mean. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. You'll start to... To me. <laughs> to I don't know, you. someone else might be confused, but... I'm They'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Food has a vibration, it goes in your body, and you're going to output it. Whatever. It's the best I can explain it. I don't have another way. <laughs> You'll start noticing an increase in synchronicities. Ryan. <laughs> Me waking up at 11-11 every single day this week. <laughs> I'm still triggered that I literally opened my eyes and rolled over in the clock said 111. Like, no. It's yeah. wild. It's great, but Which it's wild. Already, I already woke up a different day, rolled over, looked at the clock, and I said 555. Five, five. I don't know why Spirit feels the need to do all that. Well, they do. <laughs> I catch synchronicities a lot, but those two are the kind that make you feel spooked. Yeah. I can't, like, I, I've been catching secret synchronicities a lot, a lot, too. I, it's sort of like at the point where I'm, like, desensitized, where I catch them, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Those two, though, are the kind where I'm, like, those are completely unprovoked. Like, I'm not sitting here on my computer kind of looking at the clock. I'm not on my phone. I literally open my eyes and it's my face. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> You'll have an increased sensitivity to light and sound. Um, this one I was confused about because I thought this happened to everybody, but um, maybe you'll just corroborate or you'll tell me you're being dumb. Uh, so you'll start seeing lights and geometric shapes and patterns when you close your eyes. 
and I was very confused. I thought this is something that happens to everybody. Does it happen to you? <laughs> I mean, like, well, I mean, like, not all the time, but, like, I mean, it happens, like, sometimes unprovoked. Like, I don't see how, I don't see how that's a, I don't think that's my third eye. <laughs> it's weird. I don't think that's my third eye. I, I was very confused because I was like, is this just not something people naturally have? I, the, the, uh, maybe, brains. Maybe, we're just fucked up. maybe. Who knows? Probably. <laughs> uh, you'll start seeking a higher life purpose. There's the fucking life purpose shit again. Yeah. And I've been trying. Mine's closed as fuck, clearly, because I just can't. Oh, I feel like we had some tidbits recently. You know what it is? I don't know what it is, but I know what it's not. <laughs> That's fair. You know, crossing off what it's not is still a good start, too. Yeah. It's like, I've had that a little bit recently. Like, I don't know what it is, but I know what it isn't. It's a good way to put it. That's a good start. <laughs> You can't know what it is if you don't know what it isn't first. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> they didn't come here for more philosophy. Of course they did. Why else would they come here? To hear us talk about Katsuki, Bakugo, and Midori Izuku? You know what? Probably. Some people probably. Probably. Also, I didn't like the fact that I said Katsuki Bakugo and then proceeded to say Midoriya Izuku and it's like wait 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 <laughs> if you're gonna say one's first name first you should say the other one's first name first <sighs> I'm a disgrace to the fandom it's okay shut up <laughs> alright the last two are you'll feel connected to life and nature and you'll start hearing ringing in your ears, not tinnitus. <laughs> I think you can tell the difference, but also I don't have tinnitus. So the ringing in my ears is not tinnitus. Mine comes and goes, <laughs> I should say. I, I couldn't tell you. I have tinnitus. Yeah. That's why you gotta specify. If you do, if you have tinnitus, you're not gonna. This one's not gonna work for you. It almost feels like I know what my tinnitus is. So sometimes the ringing is a little bit different, and that's weird. Oh, really? Like, hello? Like, why do you sound like that? I will tell you. Sometimes I'll hear like not voices because that sounds schizophrenic. But, like, <laughs> there'll be some sounds that are not, that's not tinnitus, and I'll be like, yeah. hmm. Spirit? Spirit, is that you? <laughs> well, like, when I started uh, talking about this subject, my, my hearing went out in my right ear, and it just started, like, whining super, super high, high ringing, and I was like, okay. I'm, I'm glad you're, I don't know, corroborating this. <laughs> Whatever Spirit you're doing yes. in my ear. <laughs> Spirit said yes, I will do that thing. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. I remember my mom used to say it was because we couldn't understand them. Or, like... 
like it was a it was a a dead relative like a ancestor trying to talk to you and of course you can't understand them so it works both ways you can't fucking understand whoever's talking in your ear and that's why we hear the ringing they better speak up that's all i have to say they got they gotta talk louder i have tinnitus i can't hear (laughs) but that's what i have it's the end of my topic well actually mine kind of coincided not with the third eye but like not with intuition but it is religious that 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 single brain brain cell working real hard (laughs) i think it's more a coincidence (laughs) because we gotta do the ninth and the tenth house hell yeah brother we are guys we're almost done (laughs) we're almost done with these houses then we have the planets oh god so i know i love astrology but it's a lot <laughs> but it's a lot so the ninth house is the house of philosophy speaking of and it is ruled by sagittarius and the planet jupiter jupiter rules sagittarius and pisces which i'm sure is why pisces are also not philosophical but spiritual so the ninth house invites us to travel both physically through long distance journeys and mentally through higher education philosophy and religious contemplation so this is the house of college like it's gonna how you feel about it whereas the third house was the house of short travels like you know around your neighborhood or around your town or whatever this is the house like you're gonna go to a different country that's where that lives where you're probably gonna learn some religious stuff if that's what you want to do that might be why you're going it depends on what's ruling that house (laughs) so this is the house of your morals and your political ideals and ethics and codes by which we live. Now the second house was your house of worth and value. So this, these don't coincide because this is the third and the ninth house. But the second house is also worth and values, but it's more like self-worth and values and like objects. This is the house where we see morals and ethics like of others, of like society. Similar but different and politics so this also covers lawyers judges gurus teachers political figures that's where they this they all live here um this is also the house the third house was the house of writing this is the house of publishing it's also the house of multinational ventures such as imports and exports which is also long distance travel mm-hmm except objects not you (laughs) (laughs) not you motherfucker grandchildren and in-laws also live in this house whereas the fifth house was your children 
This is grandchildren and in-laws, whereas your lover lives in the seventh house. I got you. I got y'all. I'm here to teach you the things. So my house, my ninth house is in Cancer. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> Let me learn you about this thing here. So I have actually pulled up a thing here, so I'm not trying to pull it out of my brain. ninth house in cancer means that you view education as something that is to be like nurtured and you need a nurturing teacher it's important to have a sort of emotional compassionate relationship with a teacher or with what you're learning you don't like to learn stuff that you don't give a fuck about me in my speech class. Um, that also means you may be a nurturing and compassionate teacher. You don't like to teach shit you don't care about. Teaching from the heart. People who care, which I definitely felt. Let me tell you a story. I had to take biology twice because my first biology teacher could not give a shit. And I said, if you're not going to give a shit, I'm not doing the homework. And I didn't. And he failed me. And I had to take it again. I meant that shit. I did not care. Because he didn't care. And how are you going to stand here and teach me something that you can't, like, you can't be bothered? The hell? That's not what... No. No. Because I don't... I'll tell you. I don't like the energy. I mean, you don't have to care because you act like it. We got to be here all day for 90 minutes. You go sit in the back, like teaching me out of the textbook the bitch I can read myself could you like give a could you give a shit for two seconds clearly not <laughs> I failed that class because I didn't do any of the work because why am I going to put in all this work and you not it's not happening I don't care <laughs> did I get in trouble kind of <laughs> did I care nope <laughs> especially for biology that I'm not a science person. I didn't give a shit. So you just gave me the... I had no shits. I could have maybe cared. I could have maybe cared. But not with that teacher. My second teacher, though, I had before. And I liked her. So it was, like, easy peasy. So Ninth House of Cancer would also have a strong connection with family issues that have to be resolved or gained through their own ability to form calm relationships with their partner or children. Meaning, I just said, grandchildren and in-laws live here. So, if you have familial issues, it may be important to resolve them through other... Like, after you get married, maybe you don't have a good relationship with your mother, so you try to forge one with your mother-in-law. Maybe fix, like, to heal that. Instead of having discord all the way around. <laughs> also... Our ninth house in Aries, this website called Astrology Dash Zodiac Signs. There's dashes. Astrology Dash Zodiac Sign. Zodiac Dash Sign. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, tell me about myself. Do you have a ninth house in Aries? Yeah, I checked. <laughs> <laughs> 
When the, when the ninth house is in the sign of Aries, a person can be too passionate about their beliefs, not allowing others to express their system of convictions. Oh. So, you, so a ninth house in Aries, and um, this would be a fire sign, although they're not the same, but if you have a fire sign here and an air sign here, because it's masculine energy, you, you would probably be the kind of person that feels very passionately, which could manifest as you feel some type of way, and that means everybody else has to feel that way. Or sometimes you may not be able to see how other people don't see it that way. Let's do something really severe. Like, you think, okay, murder is not okay. So you're going to say murder is, that's fucked up, you can't do that. And if somebody were to disagree with that, you just, it's not, they don't click. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't get, like, I don't get how you don't, I don't, <laughs> hello? That would be all. <laughs> right. Yeah, I understand that. But, yeah, <laughs> that clicks, that tracks. Whereas a water sign, such as Cancer, Pisces, Scorpio, would feel the same way, although in a more emotional sense. Y'all, I would say y'all would probably get angry. I would probably cry. Like, I don't be like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand. Then I'm crying. <laughs> no one's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, well, this is what this says, but I will say more, um, Positively, a person with a fire sign here may be very gung-ho for going to school or traveling somewhere else, especially if you have Sagittarius in your ninth house, bro, you ain't staying home. <laughs> you don't live at home. You go everywhere. Especially, also, if you have Aquarius here, bro, we know you're never home. <laughs> if you you're never in that damn house. In that house, we never see you. <laughs> we like, girl, the next time we see you, you'll be like, girl, I was in Bali. I was in Vietnam. We're going to be like, wow, I just saw you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally just saw you last week. <laughs> um, whereas, actually, if you have cancer here, I personally don't feel this way. Although I have not gone anywhere. Although I do feel this way a little bit. Let me not lie to y'all. I do feel this a little bit. But if you have cancer or Pisces here, you may not want to travel. You may be a homebody. Depending on your other placements, those are very reclusive signs, right? And, like, you may have, if you have Taurus here, you may not be too much like, mm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> I'm chill to just chill. <laughs> if you have Aries in your ninth house, or if you also have Leo in your ninth house, you may be, like, a fighter, like, for the little guy. Oh. You would definitely be a freedom fighter or standing up for others. You may have some, like, convictions, like, ethical, moral convictions that, like, you may want to protect others who cannot do that themselves. You mean our past conversations for, like, the past week? <laughs> yes. About my speech essay? <laughs> yes. You may feel very, um... You may feel, you're very, if you would have an air sign here, especially Aries, you're definitely very gung-ho about your ethics or religion or your education or traveling. Be very much like, yeah, I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. We're not hearing no other, I'm not hearing the, no, I'm doing it. <laughs> very, um, like masculine energy. Aries is the most, it's the most proportion because it is the cardinal sign. 
y'all are the most like I'm doing it and I'm doing it today. Thank you. <laughs> Unless you give me dead ass reason I'm not doing it, we're doing it. <laughs> that sounds it's very energetic, very like excited to do the goals or to go somewhere or to learn something different. This is also the house of cultures. So you may be wanting to learn other cultures, be very excited to do it. Also, if you have Sagittarius here, or if you have Gemini here. <laughs> Says ninth house in Virgo, didn't forget my child. If you have Virgo here, you may be very focused on helping others. Oh, if you have Virgo here, you are definitely a fighter for like the little guy. You're the type of person who works in soup kitchens. Like, you, like, give food to the homeless. You're that person because you think that's what you should do. And I would not disagree with you. But that you, if you have Virgo here, that is you. If you have Libra here, you may be a lawyer. You may just be a lawyer. If you have Libra here and you're a lawyer, if you have, if you are a lawyer, you may have Libra here. You may need to go look at your chart. <laughs> Libra is the political sign. So if you have Libra here, you may be a marriage counselor or you're a diplomat and you like to make, you don't like when people disagree. You may be like a role model for people as well. If you have Scorpio here, you might be interested in like the occult. If you have Scorpio anywhere, you might be interested in the occult. But if you have Scorpio in your ninth house, you may be the kind of person who wants to also visit them places. Don't you? You're the type of person who wants to go to the Bermuda Triangle. You're them. That's y'all. <laughs> or you may have an interest in studying psychology or the occult or um, like forensic science. That's y'all. If you have Capricorn here or Taurus here, you definitely place a lot of value on money and objects. Virgos, not so much. But Capricorns and Tauruses, y'all definitely are thinking of, um, if you could, you would be treasure hunters. If you could. And you could. <laughs> That's a thing. Some of y'all may be archaeologists. And I don't need to know if you stole something. If you have Pisces in your ninth house, you may feel, or you may have, I say feel, you may have a mission. You're the kind of per you're the kind of per per person who has a purpose, like non-debatable. And I could not tell you what that is because I can't see your chart. But if you have Pisces in your ninth house, you definitely have a calling. You're here for something. You also don't stay at home. Just, just, <laughs> just you don't stay home. <laughs> Y'all don't, don't know how to do that. If you have, if your ninth house is in Leo, you also may be a politician. Just, or a judge. Or a lawyer. All of that works. <laughs> yeah. Right. Guys, if you have a fire sign here, I'm sorry. You're pushy. And sometimes you can't hear other people's opinions. But that is okay. I will say the shadow of having a water sign here means that you may be taking on everybody's opinion. Because I do struggle with that. <laughs> I struggle with, like, is this what I think? Or was I told this? <laughs> is 
if you have Gemini here, you may be really interested in trade. Or you may be a public speaker. I won't necessarily say a politician, but you could be that. But definitely trade. You're the type of person who's doing the exporting and importing. That is you. So then, we also have the 10th house. Which I honestly have a soft spot for this house, and I don't know why. <laughs> this house makes me kind of excited, but I couldn't tell you why. Because <laughs> it's not any more special than any other house. <laughs> but I like this house. Maybe it's because I have Leo here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have Taurus here, so... We, we flopped. Yeah. Our 10th house starts with your flop. Flip-flop. So your 10th house is the house of social status. It is ruled by Capricorn and the planet Saturn. So the 10th house represents the idea of culmination, a high point to be reached. The 10th house in your chart is where your MC lies. And your MC is known as... Uh, the middle of the day. If that's what it means in Latin. I could not tell you what that is, but I know what it means. It's considered the middle of the day. Your ascendant is considered dawn. You know, the sun rising. Your descendant in your seventh house is considered when the sun sets. And your IC, which is your fourth house, the opposite of your tenth house, is known as nighttime. So this is the middle of the day which is why it's the culmination sort of of your life. It's why it's your social status. It's your career point. It is what you are known as in society. It is like we say career, but I do think it's important to also know. Yes, but also like it is what you're, it is how people know, it is how you, people know you, like what other people perceive you as. It is where your sun is shining. Although, if you have a sun here, bro, that shit's strong. You actually have your sun here. That shit's strong. <laughs> so, it is here we reach for achievement and success and toward a, toward a true calling. The tenth is our public face, what we are famous for. We seek work that is a happy marriage of worldly ambition and inner calling. The tenth house also represents figures of authority and is traditionally known to house the father, whereas the fourth house the mother, but in today we call it the breadwinning parent, whereas the fourth was the nurturing parent. It conveys the roles that we take in our community and speaks to any promotions we receive, any fame we may have or will have, and the types of business and social activities in which we partake. So it is through this house we work on manifesting ourselves. So it is through this house and your first house is that is like, you could say that's you. The 10th house, the first house is how you come into this world and the 10th house is how you gonna be when you're an adult. Which is also why it's considered the house of your career because it's basically what you're gonna be like for the rest of your life. So it is the house of professional goals, ambition, motivation, and So I have Leo here. The most quintessential thing about having Leo here is if you're going to have Leo here, you are probably going to be famous. It is not guaranteed. There are a lot of famous people who do not have it. In fact, I could not name one. 
I know a lot who don't. I couldn't tell you who does. <laughs> but because Leo is the, the sign of the sun and the boisterous sign, it is the sign of me. If you're, there's another placement. I actually have it, but it says if you're going to be famous, you're probably going to have your 10,000 Leo and a different placement that I can't, I'm not going to answer for. <laughs> I'm not going to skim through my own shit. Besides that, because I just said, it's not a guarantee to be famous. If you have Leo here, basically means that you enjoy working on your own because you are domineering. Listen. <laughs> you called out like that. But it's fine. You also like to receive praise. Other careers you could have besides being a celebrity would be working to help others or making people laugh. Some sort of performance. It's not, I mean, fame is not a guarantee, but you could work Basically, it's kind of saying you could work through something that could make you famous. Like, you could be an entertainer. You could be a comedian. You could be a politician, a public figure, because you want to be in the spotlight. Which is why you might be famous, because Leo's all about spotlight. The sun, hello. <laughs> the sun, the biggest spotlight in the like, fucking universe, currently. Galaxy? Galaxies. You like to work on your own, and you don't like working under others. If you have a fire sign here, you will also be the same. So, fire signs here means, fuck you, I don't. What it means is, you don't like working under others because you're an asshole. And I mean that in a nice way. <laughs> because other places, you could have another sign here. Like, if you have Capricorn here, you also want to be your own boss. But that doesn't necessarily mean... In the same way. This means you are domineering and you shouldn't. <laughs> well, honestly, it doesn't mean you should be a boss. It means you should work on your own, but it doesn't mean you should be in charge. <laughs> Which I'm, you know what? A. You right? I don't necessarily want employees. That's chill. But if you have Aries or Sag or Leo here, definitely means you shouldn't, you shouldn't be in charge because you're kind of a dick. And I got it, so I love y'all. It's okay. We're in it together. Now, 10th house in Taurus. With a 10th house in Taurus, a person's goal in life seems to be physical, sensual satisfaction. It also matters where your Venus is compared to this. Right, okay. I will say this is a tip for this because, well, this will be a tip for any other house, but I do remember seeing this. If you're trying to look for, like, what you should work as as a career, you do want to look at your 10th house and you want to look at your sun because both of those have to do with life purpose. Also, having Leo here, which is ruled by the sun, and then looking at my sun, I'm sitting here like, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> but my sun is in Taurus, so we're opposite, double opposite. <laughs> Maybe that's why Is that why we're friends? Probably Probably <laughs> I mean my son is in my first house So not only <laughs> Right I, 
because that's what I mean. Your son is in Leo, and then your 10th house is in Taurus, and my son is in Taurus, and my 10th house is in Leo. We're double opposite. It's fucking wild. How did we find each other? We didn't. Spirit put us together. We didn't. I told you about Italia, and that's how it went. Oh, literally? Legitimately. So if you have a 10th house in Taurus, you may be interested in art, cooking, or finances. You could also... Art is, you know, a catch-all word. You could be interested in fashion design or interior design or... Something creative. (laughs) I would say Taurus is not necessarily the sign of working with your hands. It is an earth sign, but it's not necessarily the most, um, I'm going to get in there and get dirty earth sign. But you could do that. You could garden. It could be something you are known for, as well as the cooking. The shadow of Taurus is laziness, so be careful of that. Just like the shadow of Leo is being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But you could be like a stockbroker, or you could do taxes. You may be... um, like a, a fitness person, which I know sounds weird for Taurus, but Tauruses are also kind of like healthy. You care a lot about what's going in here. What's going in here. <laughs> so that may be important. You could also be like a life coach for people. But of course, this is also the house of goals. Career, but also goals. So that could be a thing. It could just be in your life. You may not teach people or do that as a job, but it may be very healthy may be very important to have a healthy routine or you care uh, your social status and money are also going to be like important not necessarily that you're greedy but it matters to you whereas some people they'd be like fuck i don't care about i don't care about all that that's not true which i feel (laughs) taurus and leo are also known to both like nice things so i feel I want I want to have the nice things. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> not the not the expensive. I don't have to be expensive. I just want them to be nice. If you have ten thousand tours, you may it may be in your ambitions to enjoy yourself. Taurus is the house of Taurus is the sign of enjoying yourself. It may be very important to you to be able to do what you want, but not in a selfish way but in the way that I want to be happy. I was about to say, that just hit me straight in the face. (laughs) (laughs) So just put it into words, just... (laughs) Right. I would say this is the house of life purpose, and it would be that your life purpose is to be happy. That's what I want. I I want to be happy. Whereas all of us in Leo, I want to be in charge. Should you be? Probably not. (laughs) <laughs> Should you be mm, questionable? If you have tenth house in Aries, um, that is definitely. If you have tenth house or sixth house in Aries, you may be in the military because you have that warrior mentality. Obviously, you could be in the military without it, but I mean, y'all are in. Yes, <laughs> lifers. That's what she means. Y'all want to be SEALs. That's y'all. <laughs> because I'm in the military. Doesn't mean I want to stay here. 
Yeah, y'all wanted to be like seals. Y'all said where the guns at. <laughs> oh my god. Well, some of you I'm not, but I, that's a joke. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> oh. If you have Gemini here, it may be very important to have a lot of friends or social connections. You may want to be known in society. Not necessarily working a job that has to do with socialness or technology, but it is important to know people. You're a networker. That's what Gemini does. Y'all are the butterfly sign. So y'all want to touch all the flowers. In a good way. Y'all want to know everybody. Because <laughs> it's important. Knowledge is important, okay? And everybody wants to know you. That's also important. Oh, gosh. You may be... I have burps. Sorry. You may, though, be a blogger because it may be important for you to share your opinions or share your stories, you know, like you like a travel blogger or... Whatever you do, you could talk about. You may write a book about because you want everyone to know. Once again, if you have Libra here, you may be a politician. Not sorry about it. That's just a sign. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Libra is the sign of diplomacy. So if you have it in an important house, that's that's you. <laughs> diplomacy. Law, politics, marriage, counseling. It is also the house of romance, so you may be defined by your marriage. And some of y'all might not like that answer, but it doesn't have to be a negative. You just means you may marry a politician. You may marry somebody with status, so you may not have status, but you could, like, marry a prince or something. It's going to be important, depending on what's in your seventh house or where your Venus is. But it is the house of romance. So... You may definitely want to marry somebody with status, or you may have status and want to marry somebody with status. You don't have to be a nobody, but that might be important. I don't want no scrubs. That's y'all. <laughs> <laughs> also, if, I mean, if you have Taurus here, that would also be important. Libra is the house of, it says, being, Libra is the sign where Venus spends the day. Taurus is the sign where Venus spends her nights. It is her house. It is where she keeps her stuff and wears the pretty things. But it is also her sign. So if you have Taurus here, that may be important. Not necessarily that you want to marry somebody with status in a way that's like, I won't sign a prenup type. Not in a deceiving way. But it may be important to you a little bit. Like, I don't want, I just, I want someone important in the way that I see them as important. Maybe you don't want to do, maybe you wouldn't go, maybe you wouldn't go as far as a prince, but somebody. Not, no, not, not, not a slacker. Y'all can't do slackers. Oh, God. We already had this conversation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I thought it was good, thought it was going to be great. The person I was talking to found out they couldn't give half a shit about doing, like, doing good work at work and that's where that's where the attraction ended that was it never mind i get it yeah feel hard feel <laughs> if you have 10th house in cancer you may want to be a housewife some of y'all aren't gonna want to hear that that's okay 
You may also want to run a family business if you have one. You may work with kids, you may want to work with kids. Maybe not even being a teacher, but maybe being a nanny or maybe being like in a daycare. Um, maybe even like, I don't know why I thought, but like in a gym, like where if the ladies are working out and they have to bring their kids and they put their kids in the kids section. <laughs> that may be you. You may like to do that. Not even like as a job. You may volunteer to do that. Your family is going to be your social status. That's going to be important to y'all. If you have cancer here, you want that's what you want. I'm going to say that's what you want to be known for. I'm going to go the nice route. I know some of y'all may not want to be known for that. That's some that um, I can't see your chart. There may be a very specific reason. But in general, if you have cancer in your 10th house, you may want a big family or to have kids, to get married. If you're a female, you may just, like I said, be a housewife. You may want to be a mom. You may not even want to work. I want to be a mom and have kids and be a housewife, and that's fine for me. That's y'all. Honestly, kind of same. You may want to build like a meaningful career because you can't have anything else. If it's not compassionate and nurturing and something that actually matters to you, you're not going to do it. Which honestly. <laughs> I feel that energy, you guys. If you have Virgo here, you're also going to be, you may be a charity worker. You may even build one. You may not even work for one. You may be, you may build another one. You may be like the next St. Jude. Like y'all, that's y'all. Y'all gonna make another one. You may also be like accountants or secretaries because y'all are very good worker bees and very organized. That may be what you're good at. Y'all are the ones who do the Excel really well. <laughs> um, y'all are also the fixers. So y'all may be counselors or um, public speakers because you are ruled by Mercury even though you're not in your sign. So that may be like for some of y'all because Virgos are a little bit introverted. But <laughs> you may be like a, like a life coach. Want to tell people what to do in a good way, not a bad way. Huh. <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. If you have 10,000 Scorpio, you may want to be a coroner. I see that right here. You may also want to be a sex worker. Because, uh, I know. I'm there with you. I don't have Scorpio here, but I, I hear you. <laughs> you may also be, because it's ruled by Pluto, Pluto's might have sex. Let's not even get into it. You may be that. Don't get me afraid that I just said that, because I have more. <laughs> you may also be a healer, or a scientist, or a psychologist. Y'all are the kind that are not afraid to dig in and do the dirty stuff. So, we're living in a world of COVID. That'll y'all be next. You'll be the next vaccine people. Y'all be the people like, what the fuck is this? Because y'all want to do that. <laughs> Not necessarily do something that we know. Y'all want to do the stuff that we don't know. Y'all might work in asylums, like as psychologists, 
would even just work in the asylum. <laughs> Y'all may be healers, but like like shadow work healers or soul you y'all may be shaman to do soul retrieval stuff stuff that's like that's not fun i mean it's fun for y'all but like that's the stuff that makes people go well y'all do <laughs> and i respect you for it because i don't y'all may be death doulas you and i just talking about doulas that would be mm. y'all because y'all not afraid of death y'all you guys aren't afraid of the grieving process you want to you want to do that. Even if you actually are afraid of it, you don't care. You still want to. You're interested. I'm like, what is that? I'm going to do that. That's y'all. <laughs> if you have Capricorn here, you might want to be in charge. Not necessarily even be in the public eye, but y'all definitely want to be the CEO of something. Oh, says, <laughs> with the tent? When the 10th house is in Pisces, there is no saying how long their career choices will last. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you may be, ooh, 10th house in Pisces, you might have one goal in life to shake off self-destructive habits and dependencies. So y'all may do that, and y'all may help other people do that. You may be musicians and painters. You may be astrologers, because that's y'all's realm. The watery. Kind of in the depth. A little bit like Scorpio, but not as dark. But y'all definitely want to do the murky stuff. The under-the-surface stuff. Why are people addicted to stuff? How do we fix that? That's y'all. You would work in, like, rehab centers. Or y'all would also be healers. Aquarius's, 10th house in Aquarius, y'all are rebels. I don't have to, if, if, if you're an Aquarius, but you definitely feel like an Aquarius, that's probably why. Because <laughs> I've definitely met some Aquariuses who are not, like, very Aquarius. If you're the type who wants to dress like a clown, in a good way, but you don't, you don't give a shit, you want to cut your hair and buzz off and buzz off the bottom and overthrow the government and you're anti-capitalist, you definitely have 10th house in Aquarius. <laughs> 100% confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> 10,000 Aquarius. <laughs> if you're the kind of person who wanted, who watched, you know, who, who you know, who watched the Hunger Games and Maze Runner, and you said yes, you have 10,000 Aquarius. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. We need y'all because I'm not doing that. True. True. <laughs> I am not doing that. I'm just giggling. I can't. <laughs> It's like, it's like how I was, okay, wait, no, I can't get into that. That's like two episodes away. Never mind. Ignore me. I'll come back to it. If you have 10,000 Sagittarius, you may be a teacher or a philosopher or a guru. You are them people. <laughs> you may want to work abroad. You may be, um, oh, what's it called? Like a... Oh my gosh. We have them in politics, people who like work in emissaries and stuff. You may be from somewhere and work somewhere else, you know, as a correspondent or whatever. Like a lobbyist? <laughs> like a... No, but you could be that too. <laughs> okay. We're like both well, confused. It's fine. Well, no, like a... Ambassador. Oh. You may be an ambassador. Okay. I got you. Know? You. you may be like the American ambassador to Russia. 
or something. That would be you. You would want to do that. <laughs> You'd want to be somewhere else. Or be a philosopher or a guru or whatever. If you have um, Gemini here, you could be a translator. That just made me think of that. Because y'all are very good with the words. So if y'all aren't in politics, which you probably won't be, you may be like a translator. Potentially. If you have Sagittarius and Gemini here, you also may be a writer. So. And I mean like a you a writer. Like, you may do nonfiction. I don't know about y'all. But no. <laughs> oh, definitely if you have Sagittarius there, you may be a nonfiction writer. You want to talk about all the places you've gone. And tell us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for telling us. Because I, I, I want to go. Anything? Oh, I have my North Node in my 10th house. I haven't touched on this. Let me tell you all about it. Your North Node is known as like where you're trying to go. Oh. Your South Node is your past is known as past life energy. You don't believe in that. It is childhood energy. But your South Node is known as generally is known as stuff you need to let go of. Your North Node is stuff you need to come into. So if you also have your North Node here, girl. <laughs> I have mine actually in where my 10th house turns into Virgo. So I couldn't tell you if it, what it would be like if you had yours in Leo. But... Mine is in Virgo, and it definitely is talking about you should aim to create some sort of order, structure, and balance and routine in your life. Talks about, like, setting boundaries and what have you. Responsibility. Because that's all Virgo energy. But you're, they say you're north, they, it's sort of how the 10th house is your culmination point. They say your north node is, I mean, is the planetary version of that, kind of. Not as much as your sun, but... It's known as like a karma spot because your south node is the stuff you took you you carried in with you. Your north node is what you is how you're gonna release it basically. Mm. My south my south node was known for being very codependent on others because I have it in Pisces. So the north node is saying you need to let that go. You need to be an adult, have structure, set boundaries, rely on you. I'm like I know. I got it. Doesn't make it easy. It also could mean... Uh, it's harsh shit. Uh, if you have, like, your south node in Pisces, like I do, it could also mean, like, you're, you're a daydreamer. If not codependent, it does mean that you're kind of a dreamer with no action. The Virgo part is pushing you to the action. Do those things. Don't just think about those things. Actually do them things. So. Hmm. That's... We're just, uh, then, uh, once you start getting to, like, meteors and nodes and part of fortune, I'm just like, bro, can I just, why is astrology hard? <laughs> yeah, I was looking at it, and I'm like, fuck, my north nodes in my third house with Libra, my moon, and my Chiron. So I'm like, mm. Girl, <laughs> your mm. north node is with your Chiron. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. That's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just dive specifically into that. 
My media. My media. Go on away from that. Stress me out. So, my media today, because... Okay. I don't... I want to... I had I, I had a I had a thing open and I wanted to make sure that it was still recording when I had this uh this whatchamacallit website open. Anyways, my my media today is Final Destination. And if you know anything about Final Destination, you know that precognition and retrocognition are the whole basis for this goddamn series <laughs> um let me let me find a good girl i still cannot get on a wooden roller coaster uh-uh i can't girl i still can't reach my hand into the uh, garbage disposal to retrieve the the girl. the soda tab that fell down there girl. i'm not doing it <laughs> What is it with horror movies and trains? What the fuck? I don't know. Okay, so I'll just read this this first one because there's what? Fucking five Final Destination movies? Six! Yeah. There's six. There's going to be six. There's currently five. There's another one coming no, out in no. 2022. I thought we were done. I thought so too. So I'll just read the synopsis, according to Wikipedia, of the original Final Destination that came out in 2000, which seems fucking wild, but it explains why I've seen almost all of them. (laughs) So, from Wikipedia, it says, In the original Final Destination, high school student Alex Browning boards uh, Voli Airlines Flight 180 with his classmates for a field trip to Paris. Before takeoff, Alex has a premonition that the plane will explode in midair, killing everyone on board. When the events from his vision begin to repeat themselves in reality, he panics and a fight breaks out, which leads to several passengers being left behind, including Clear Rivers, uh, Carter Horton, Billy Hitchcock, Valier. Wait. Valerie, wow, Valier, Valerie Luton, and Terry Chaney, Chaney, oh my god, I said my sister's last name wrong. (laughs) Terry Chaney and Todd Wagner, who witnessed the plane explode moments later. Afterwards, the survivors begin to die one by one through a series of bizarre accidents, and Alex attempts to find a way to cheat Death's plan before it is too late. Six months later, Alex, Clear, and Carter travel to Paris to celebrate their survival, believing they have finally cheated Death. However, after Carter is crushed by a giant neon sign, they realize that Death's plan is still in action. So you, I hope you see why I chose Final Destination as the basis for this, because, uh, yeah, that's all their third eye. Their third eyes are wide fucking open for this. <laughs> and Death is not happy about it. Mm-mm. Because he it, said, no, y'all need to die today. What I'm, the fuck is this? <laughs> he's like, I am going to take your head. There, this is non-negotiable. 
is happening. Oh, bro, I just read a fanfic. I gotta tell you about it. Oh, my God. Okay, just wait. <laughs> that has to do with death. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, so if you see, if you know anything about Final Destination, you are probably familiar with the log scene. The one where they're driving behind a log truck. That is the scene you are most likely familiar with. Is that's, I want to say that's the one from the commercials. Me and my mom almost had that happen. Dude, I don't. I just go around. I will not sit behind a log truck. No, it wasn't a log truck. It was a dude who did not have his washing machine strapped down. <gasps> I don't, I and just that don't. Shit was wobbling. And me and my mom looked at each other and I said, Mom? And she said, I see it. <laughs> and she literally, and she, we, we, no. Floored we, it. We weren't behind it no more. Uh-uh. So we, we, we went to a different street. Like, we were like, no, um, I, I watched Final Destination. I know how this ends. Literally. And <laughs> the scene that I was talking about. You might be familiar if you've watched Final Destination. It might be the one burned into your psyche. Um, (laughs) In this scene, the guy's garbage disposal is not working. So, as you might, he stuck his hand down there to try and figure out what was in there and why it wasn't working, and it turned on Uh while his hand was down there. And it made his hand juice. <laughs> so. Oh, and I remember, like, that fucking barber shop scene. Good thing I don't go to a barber. I... There's so many psyche-scarring events that happen in Final Destination because they really are just bizarre accidents that happen. Just shit like that happens. And that's the scariest I part. Used, I used to watch a hundred, um... A hundred ways to die. die. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same shit. All these freak ass accidents where people die. And that's like, why? No. I'm not afraid to do anything. Mm -mm. I just don't. Like, I I can understand from a curiosity standpoint why you would watch stuff like that. But from a a mental health standpoint, I do not. (laughs) I can't do it. Yeah, I used to turn it off because it would make me paranoid. But Yeah. (laughs) But that's what I have. <laughs> What's your media? Mine is not that. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for that. As I was browsing our list, the most ninth house to me of like worldly travel was How to Train Your Dragon. Ah. 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 Uh, so, How to Train Your Dragon is a movie for children. Movies for children. Yeah, multiples. The first one came out in 2010. What? Yeah. That just hit. That, what? 2010? Yep. Bro, it's been 11 years. I had to look at the. I had. I had to look at the year because I was like 2022. Not that yet. But 11 years. That's fucking wild. Yep. And it's about a boy named Hiccup who is Norse. And he comes from Norse people. 
and he gets a dragon, and he trains it, and his name is Toothless. Then he teaches everybody else to get dragons. And it's made by DreamWorks. And I love it. Yeah. You do you still have your toothless plush? Um, not here with me. It's back home. Oh. Wait. I think it's in the pack out. Oh. Yeah, I think he got packed away into the storage unit. Either way, I do still have him. Just not here. Oh. How to Train Your Dragon is based on a book. Uh, cool. Did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) In the 2019 movie of How to Train Your Dragon, Toothless gets a girlfriend. Yeah, she's so cute, too. She's pretty. It's just, it's just, if y'all like dragons and Norse shit and traveling, I got y'all. Watch this. <laughs> Let me tell y'all. I still can't, yeah. The book came out in 03. So. Hmm. And uh-huh. how, how have I gone this long without knowing that there was a book? <laughs> a girl, I don't know. You would think, with all the reading I was doing back in 2003, I would have touched it. Right. (laughs) So Hiccup is your normal character who's, like, scrawny and not good at anything. (laughs) He doesn't fit in. He's the black sheep. Black sheep of the village. Shun the (laughs) non-believer. And this village gets attacked by dragons. Dragons are not their friends. Until they are. And his name is Toothless. <laughs> Hiccup, like, befriends Toothless. Which, of course, of course he would, because he's the outcast. But no one else is going to do it. Right. <laughs> oh, That's my God. Outcasts do. They do outcast things. I, I saw an AU, a Bakudeku AU, for a How to Train Your Dragon, and Kotsky was Astrid, and I was like, why is that so true, though? <laughs> and of course, it is. of course, Izuku was uh, Hiccup, and then Kiri, Kiri was Toothless, and I was like, why is that so fucking cute? Why is that perfect? <laughs> it was the scene where Toothless fucking just zipped straight into the sky, and Hiccup's sitting there like, thanks for nothing, you stupid dragon. <laughs> wow. So good. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, Hiccup doesn't kill Toothless, and then they become friends. Because he's all, this right here says, he cannot bring himself to kill him when he finds him tangled in his nest. And I'm like, because cause an outcast recognizes an outcast. You know. <laughs> Kindred spirits is this one. Oh, and Astrid is definitely like the tough tough girl. Yeah. She's she's Which the golden me, child is what she it. is. Oh. Yeah. But you know what? She has 
The thing is, is she has the talent to back it up. Sometimes the golden child does not have the talent to back it up, but she does. She's also got the personality to back it up. <laughs> she reminds me of, um... A little bit. Not completely. But she reminds me... Don't give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just less bitchy. Like, that's what I mean. Like, not as, <laughs> not like as much, but that's she reminds me of. Less bitchy and less horny. Because <laughs> that's how Asuka is. She's just a straight horn dog. Because it bothers me. Because she just won't leave that man alone. <laughs> and I get it. It's the trauma response. But damn. He don't want you. You're like 12. <laughs> Y'all, I just rewatched Evangelion. So this is, this is why it's so fresh. <laughs> So there's a How to Train Your Dragon, How to Train Your Dragon 2, and there's How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I have not seen the second one, actually, admittedly. I don't remember the second one. That is also based off of one of that lady's books. Oh, what the fuck? Anyway. Is it the same first book, or is it a different book? We will never know. The second movie... The second movie is five years in the future. From the first one. Oh my gosh, it says... The synopsis for the, for the hidden world is... Hiccup finds himself increasingly attracted to Astrid. Well, that's how... You know... So you why like that. Works. <laughs> and as Toothless finds a girlfriend, I see. I see. <laughs> Everyone's getting a girlfriend. I like how, okay, on the wiki right here, Brave is one of the people also search for, and I'm like, you know what though? It is a little bit of like. We got, there's a vibe here. <laughs> Dragon and, and Brave. Oh, yeah. Not the same, but cousins. But cousins. But cousins. Bears and dragons. Not the same. <laughs> <laughs> but dragons. It's dragons. Dragons. I will say, I will say, though, I don't feel like there's not, there, it's, it's Norse, it's a Norse Viking community, but, like, don't, like, that's loose. Like, don't hang your hat on that. No, no honestly. Really don't, you ain't gonna learn nothing. That's okay. I don't come here to learn. I come here to be entertained by dragons. By dragons. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So if you want to hear more from us, talking philosophy, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. Just search us in the search bars. Or you can shoot us an email, mixwitchespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Society6, which is also at Mixed Witches Podcast. Or you can head on over to our cute little website, which is mixedwitchespodcast.squarespace.com. We've got all our episodes there and a little FAQ. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Enjoyed a little bit about the third eye chakra. More about it. So, yeah, more about it's it. It's the magic. It's the magic chakra. Uh, this is true. And uh, about the ninth and tenth houses. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. We were young, our minds were getting faded. Did not appreciate all that they created. We're chasing after that witch's brew. Test y'all chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Chasing after that witch's brew. You got nothing better to do, cause y'all sailing down easiest street again. Damn, X marks the spot, or is it old? Getting high, then feeling so low. Chasing after that witch's brew. Paradise 
play those cards, baby, roll those dice, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. And we will, and then it's not. You start to go, and then you stop, cause you're sailing down easy street again. Damn. Almost within reach, but out of your grasp. Drop at the bottom of your glass, y'all. Chasing, Chasing after, after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. damn.